Father God, I again just thank you for today. Thank you that your mercies are new every morning. We thank you on this Father's Day that you are our Father, the ultimate Father, the giver of life, the creator, the Father to the fatherless. We thank you for our earthly fathers. And um, Father, I just pray that uh, as we come together today, everyone carrying their own burdens, that we are reminded in your word that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So we leave them at your feet. We come expecting to be encouraged, to be convicted, to walk away with a renewed faith, with strengthened in the ability to trust you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen.
Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day. Father, I thank you that your word declares that you sing songs of deliverance over us. I thank you, Father, that your word is alive and active. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for conviction that leads us to repentance. I thank you, Father, that in your word it causes us to be still and to know that you are God. I thank you that it's in your word that we find the call of a disciple. The call to deny ourselves, to pick up our cross, and to follow you. I thank you, Father, that this world is not our home. You declare that we are only foreigners passing through. Thank you, Father, that in your word it tells us to set our gaze upon you, to abide in you, that apart from you we can do nothing. So I pray today, God, as we open your word, Father, that we would be reminded that it's the truth that sets us free. And he who the Son has set free is free indeed. We thank you for that freedom. We thank you that it's not by our might nor by our power. But Father, it's all about you. You have put this desire in us. You have given us the, the power to, to walk it out. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, and as I prayed earlier, I pray again, God, that we will grow with a greater dependence upon the Holy Spirit, that we would not attempt or continue to attempt to live out the newness of this life in Christ through our flesh, that we would not be a religious people, but that, God, that we would be a people who are in relationship with the eternal God through His Son, Jesus Christ. For it's only through Christ that we are reconciled to God. And so, Father, I thank You. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Kind of a different format this morning. Um, next Sunday, we will, we will be getting back into our study of walking through the Bible. But this morning, I want to focus our time on encouraging you to keep your eyes set on Christ. The Bible says, and as we know, that we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our being. It's the first and greatest commandment. But how are we loving Him? Do we truly hunger and thirst for righteousness? Do we truly hunger and thirst for His presence? We talk a lot here about living out of the wholeness, the, the peace in which Christ has given us. Recognizing that we are a new creation, that, that we are born again. We aren't lacking. So many times we continue to draw our strength from the old nature, which really is no strength at all. We find ourselves, again, aimlessly wandering around like lost sheep. 
But I praise God that he is the great shepherd. That he will even go after the one. And that's what I believe he wants to do with us today. To remind us that we are part of his herd. That he is our great shepherd. That like the sheep that knows the shepherd's voice, that they stay close to him. We cannot continue to, to, to kind of go our way or kind of drift off. Because in drifting off, we lose sight of our shepherd. So are you hungering? Are you thirsting for the things of God? When your life is being impacted by circumstances, when your life is being overwhelmed by chaos, when the world in itself is growing darker and darker, when it seems like no one is really holding on to the true faith in Christ, how are you responding? Are you hungering? Or do you have a thirst for more of Him? These are the scriptures in which we're going to hear today. Scriptures to remind us of that hunger and that thirst that we should have for Him. That we should seek Him above all. No matter what is going on in our life, rather we're on the mountaintop or in the valley, that He is God. In, in every season, He is God. He is with them at the wedding when He turned the water into wine, a great celebration. He is with them in the boat when the storm comes a-knocking. And he's with us in seasons of our lives. Celebration in the seasons of our lives when it seems like everything is going to perish. He's with us. But how are we responding? It is my hopes that as we hear these scriptures read today, that you allow the Holy Spirit, whom we've been given, God himself, in us, the Holy Spirit, to empower us, to, 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 to live as He has purposed us to live. It's Him working in and through us. We are to be yielded lives now to Him. Jesus says, I have to go away so that He will come. Paul even addresses the church. Like, what you received in the Spirit what are you attempting to live it out in the flesh for? It can't be done. This has to be a spiritual walk, you all. This has to be a newness of mind. Remember, how does he transform us? By changing the way we think. And if your thoughts aren't being changed, if your thoughts are constantly going back here, you're not experiencing the fullness of what God has. And not only that, you're not a good witness. And as we talked about on Friday night, our lives and everything we do, say and do, is for the glory of God. And I challenged you on Friday night to go this week and to keep that in front of you. Your actions, your thoughts, your words, everything about you, is it giving God glory? Because if it's not, then it's giving Satan glory. And as Christians, our lives are not to give Satan glory. Our lives are not to be lived as if sin is still in control over us. Our lives are not to be lived out of the past, 
No, our lives are to be lived out of the newness of, of life in Christ. A yielded life depending upon him to accomplish what he's begun. To accomplish what he has begun. And he first loved us. So truly having a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, for his presence, for his mercies, for his justice, seeking him above all, knowing him, having fellowship with him. That song earlier about running to the throne room, like as a child of God, you have gained access to boldly come, to come before your Abba. Like remember, you have been adopted, you have been grafted in, to his family. You are a child of God. You have been given the rights to his kingdom. And we ought to be living as such. Living as such. Because he has done this and he's accomplished what he has set out. To really think that you have been given the right to call the eternal God the one who spoke and things formed. The one who has purposed and planned all of our lives. That he was pleased to reveal himself to you through his son Jesus. And so you can't lose sight of Jesus. That you have been purchased. You've been bought. blood was shed for you. Sin is no longer to be your master. Sin is no longer to be your master. You are now a slave to righteousness, to right standing with God. That is your desire now as a believer. So as I'm reading through these scriptures, I'm going to have a song play just continually until I finish. And it's my prayer that seriously, you all, there's work to be done. We are to be effective laborers out in the harvest field. And if your eyes aren't set upon him, you're not being effective. And so my hope is, is that, that this will just be an intimate time with the Father. If you have to, keep your eyes closed, because I'm not really preaching, if you would, this morning. I just want to share scriptures with you. And allow them just to minister to you. Allow the words of the song as it's being sung over us to draw you into his presence. What is in your heart? What are you harboring in your heart? Are there things you've got to let go of? Is there repentance that is needed what is it that you need? Come, come boldly into the throne room and ask of your Father. Seek Him while He may be found. The Bible says that if you seek Him, you'll find Him if you seek Him with your whole heart. And that is my hope for us this morning. That we would come with our whole heart and say, God, here I am. 
to speak to your Abba this morning and allow him to speak back to you and then respond in obedience to what he is speaking. Amen.
42, verse 1 through 2. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before Him? Psalm 143, verse 6. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirst for rain. 
Isaiah 26, verse 9. In the night, I search for you. In the morning, I earnestly seek you. For only when you come to judge the earth will people learn what is right. blesses those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.
31. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. John 15, verse 5. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. John 15, verse 16. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Galatians 2, verse 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Colossians 2, verse 6. Now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 3. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you die to this life, and your 
real life is hidden with Christ and God. First Peter 1 Peter 1-2 God the Father knew you chose you long ago and his spirit has made you holy as a result you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ may God give you more and more grace and
Bible says that he displayed his love to us through the cross. Like Jesus willingly came and laid his life down for you. Because we before Christ, before accepting Him, we were in complete rebellion towards Him. We hated We sought to live for ourselves. We lived out of our brokenness. We lived out of our desires. We, we lived for the cravings of this world. those cravings and those desires and that rebellious nature is not going to be anymore. It is through the love of Christ. It, it is through His forgiveness. It is through His grace and His mercy. It is through the power of His resurrection that He calls those that He has chosen as His own to Himself. Love like you've never known before. A wholeness, a completeness like you've never known before. Everything that we sought for is found in Christ. You see, the more you seek Him, the more you find Him, and the more you learn of Him, the more you desire of Him. And the more that you desire of Him, you'll start letting go of the things that you once desire because they can't compare. In Christ, you are never empty, neglected. Like in Christ, fullness of who he is and his love that was displayed. So it is my hope that we would remember this, you all, day in and day out. That we would stop the games, that we would stop the excuses, that we would stop the sin that so easily entangles us, that we just accept in our lives and that we would raise up a standard for ourselves not for others but for yourself and when you raise that standard for yourself and that others would come along with you or they'll continue to go their way and them coming along with you is not so much for you as it is that they will see Christ in you. And in seeing Christ in you, they will have a desire to know Christ. And that desire will lead them to Christ because you're allowing the Holy Spirit to use you as a vessel, as an instrument to draw others to Himself. 
how are we drawing others to Christ if they can't even see Him in us? In the fullness of who He is and the love that He has displayed. That we would yield our lives. That we would be people of, of wholeness, people of restoration. First with God and then with others. And especially within this small fellowship. That we would be a people who will honor God and honor each other. Like if you can't live it among just the few here, what makes us think we're even living for Him? We all come from such brokenness. We all come from such crazy backgrounds. And the only thing that we have in common is Jesus. It's Jesus. And when we hear people, you know, come and, and experience something so different among us, we all do not neglect that. Neglect it with him or neglect it with each other. Like we should continue to cultivate it. To cultivate healthy relationships. To cultivate a healthy relationship with God. With each other. That we realize what he's entrusted to us. That in a world that is growing darker. And I'm just talking about us today. But it's for the church at large. But for us, He's entrusted something to us. Something very special. And He's been reminding me of that. How it's so vital that the unity is only kept among us as it's kept among Him individually. See, the more you seek Him, the more you find him. The more you find him, the more you desire him. The more you obey him. The more you desire to, to know him even more intimately. And he changes us, you all. He changes us. So I pray that you would be encouraged this day, that you would go back and, and, and meditate on these scriptures that I shared with you earlier. Because there's work to be done, you all. There's work to be done. Like, we just can't be hearers of the words. We just can't say, oh, that sounds nice. That's a nice story. We just can't be a religious people who would say, okay, I accept that, but not accept him. Like Jesus is very clear of those who belong to him and how they are to live their lives. And that's a standard that needs to be, again, raised up in your own life. Like, are you honoring him? Do you get a visual picture when, when you hear the words to the song? My God, you all. 
drawing him, pleased to reveal himself to you. That you are reconciled back to God, your creator, through Christ. I just want to challenge us. Get out there and live among people. Let them see a life marked by Christ. Be the fragrance that draws them to him. wants his kingdom, but they don't want him. Let that not be said of us. Let that not be said of you. Strip him of who he is. Don't just desire the things of his kingdom and not desire him. So many people think they're on their way to heaven. They want his kingdom. I want eternal life. God. And yet, they don't know the key. They're not living for the king. They trample his blood under their feet and, and treat it as if it's common. watching that inferno burn in England and hearing those people scream from that building. Things for what they are, 
and, and, we, and we just can't accept things for what they are. If they don't honor God, if it's not bringing Him glory, then we should not partake of it. Many years ago, when I laid my life down, I laid it down. And there's been seasons where I wanted to pick it back up. But it's His love that sustains me. It's His love that calls out to me and says, Where would you go? the same with you all. Each of you have made a declaration that you are a follower of Christ. But I think too many times we want Christ to follow us. And that's not how it's supposed to be. You're to follow Him. You're to seek Him. Run to the throne room. Allow him to cover you. Allow him to be your protector. Allow him to be your provider. Allow him to be your comfort. See, everything you need and you're searching for, you're craving for, it's all in Christ. That's what you were designed for. That's what you were created for. Why would we continue as believers to look for the things and the gentleness of life? Except for that scripture I opened up with, as the deer longs, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. Longs for you. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. Let it go be drink from the cup in your hands. 
guides me along right paths, bringing honor to His name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. <clears throat> For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So we encourage you all. As we open up next week, getting back into our study, just don't come just to hear the words. Don't come expecting to seek Him, to find Him, to desire Him even more as you're learning of Him. But God, whom created the earth, the God who has set His purpose and His plan in motion, the God who is calling the people to himself. And in return, those people are calling him their God. So let that be said of you, that you are his child and that he is your Abba. Amen.
Here at the end 